0: Welcome to the six o'clock news. It is July 28th, 2022. We are live in studio. I'm Calvin Alp.
1: And I'm Hannah Spera. Thank you so much for bearing with us while we iron out those creases. We're a little bit rusty here in the studio, but we are finding our feet again. Of course, it's been uh, three months since we did these broadcasts, but we are so glad to be back with you. Now, this is going to be a great show tonight. Uh, Of course, we've got the the 6 o'clock news, and then after that, we've got two amazing guests. The first guest will be Scott Guthrie. Now, Scott Guthrie helped with the negotiations at the Wellington protest with the police and uh, also the... Um, parliamentarians. And our uh, second guest will be our lovely Canisbury Media correspondent, Dana Lee. She'll be talking to us about what it was like for her on the front line down in Wellington and also her arrest last year in August during the lockdown uh, level four. And she just went to court recently about that. So she'll have a great update and you won't believe what the judge said to her. Calvin.
0: Now recently on the last show we brought you news about impending school lockdown drills. Um, to the confirmed, of course, their upcoming practice run, and we can confirm the same thing is happening elsewhere, and we'll get to that.
1: And don't forget the day after we said that, schools went into lockdown on Tuesday because of a bomb threat. That's right. And again today, more schools around the country.
0: And you'll see why that's problematic shortly.
1: Because, of course, uh, this has been happening around the world. Now, last night I thought we'd have a quick look to see how many other bomb threats there are um, in the country, but before we get to that, I did actually we did actually want to let you know about Wellington as well, because um, apparently more of you were watching CounterSpin than mainstream media, according to Sean Plunkett on the platform.
2: As you know, we are critical of mainstream media sometimes here on the platform. The mainstream media who are continuing to tell you that a thousand people have died of COVID when the Ministry of Health has finally got the gumption after two years to tell us the truth, and it's less than 500 people who have died of COVID-19. A survey out yesterday from a bunch of pointy-haired academics and lefties at Victoria University who are all, all losing their lunch and clutching their pearls, because it would seem that amongst or, or during the time of the parliamentary protests, more people were getting their news from alternate news sites like Counterspin, than mainstream media news news outlets. And of course the mainstream media are all a flutter about that. Why don't we have a monopoly on the news anymore? Maybe it's because people don't trust you, (laughs) I love it absolutely true too
1: good old Sean Plunkett and uh, he is recovering from a heart attack and um, we we wish him well well. yeah definitely so this first story that we really want to talk to you about is of course like we mentioned the uh, school bomb threats now this has really got a lot of parents naturally um, concerned and you'll see here some headlines that were brought up from New Zealand Um, now this is of course headlines from Tuesday and today and what is actually happening here? People need people were already getting concerned about lockdowns and the way they're putting the legislation through with the COVID-19 Health Act. Uh, we will be talking to Amy Bearder about that because she had lots of concerns in regards to that. Um, and you'll see now around the world, I checked out what headlines there were.
0: Calvin? Yeah, and just like the mythical COVID-19 pandemic, the global warming slash climate change narratives, and of course the... Um... all the rubbish that they're trying to spin off and pass on and all that sort of stuff. You know the drill anyway. It's the same again. The whole um, world's of lockstep. People get the, the signal. All the mainstream media, your influence, social influences and all that, they all come out and tell you how much you're, uh, you need them. Uh, be prepared. What, what um, actually uh, concerns me most is that what usually happens after such a lead up is that along comes someone who actually does something. But first of all, they say, we wouldn't be surprised if a copycat sup, such and such does something and it actually affects it because you've usually got something waiting in the wings. And of course, so what we're saying here, accountants, is parents, keep your eye on your children, get involved with your schools and um, keep vigilant, please.
1: Yes. And there are reports coming through that apparently these uh, bomb threats were called in and they were called in on Sunday. We're talking about the Monday ones. And apparently there's also reports coming out that these Tuesday ones were called in from overseas. So, um, I mean, I, I just, <clears> it leaves us wondering how many bombers actually ring up their victims uh, first and let them know what they're going to do to then actually foil their own plans. Um, Now, when you see it in lockstep and you see the headlines rolling around, rolling out all around the the world, it makes me think that, you know, this is really going to be psychologically damaging uh, to the children, and it's going to create more fear, so Is there a concerted effort, Calvin, do you think, to actually cause more fear for our children and to keep everybody on edge?
0: Without a shadow of a doubt, we're masking them left, right and centre. They need oxygen to breathe for healthy brain development, and we're basically starving them of that. So we're going to have a whole lot of little retards walking around who don't know what day of the week it is, can't develop mentally because they can't visualise the movement of the mouth and that something seriously wrong.
1: Yeah, so forewarned is forearmed. That's our philosophy. We're not here to fear monger. We're not here saying that, you know, if if uh, the schools do go into lockdown, your children will be forcibly jabbed. No, but they do have provisions to actually under um, the COVID nineteen Health Response Act, and uh they when when the powers get changed over to the to the um, DHBs from the PCBU at the schools and the and the health officer uh, deems there to be a communicable disease <clears throat> then there is possibility that potentially a medical person a nurse a doctor may have to actually um isolate a child now we're going to have more in-depth discussion about this with amy better and donna porker phillips is also keen to talk about it because we want to see what is in the legislation this isn't fear-mongering this is so you can be forewarned and forearmed and when something happens you can be calm collected and and in control of your children because you you own your children. the The state doesn't own your children. The state has no rights to your child. You are the caretaker. I think they do. Yeah. So just keep an eye on that and um, just realize that not everything is as it seems.
0: Hundred percent correct.
1: So just getting back to uh, the COVID narrative at the moment. Of course, you all know that it was Ashley Bloomfield's, uh, you know, final days, um, and he said goodbye this week, um, and. In this piece that we're going to bring you now, he's, of course, again, talking about the modelling, uh, and they continue to fear manga, and uh, he's obviously got his um, his deputy, Dr. Andrew Bloomfield, on board now, and there. he's kind of getting trained deputy up.
0: deputy, Andrew Old.
1: Um, sorry, Andrew Old, <laughs> yes. Um.
0: But he's like old Bloomfield anyway in the A's, same old tired narrative.
1: Yeah, and so check this uh, video out from Bloomfield, and then we'll come back, and we're going to play another counter-argument to this one.
3: A couple of weeks ago, I shared some initial modelling from the COVID-19 modelling Aotearoa group that showed a possible, the possible size of this BA5 wave. The modelling has been updated with two significant new pieces of information. First of all, there is international evidence that suggests uh, a previous COVID-19 infection, in particular a previous Omicron uh, infection, provides stronger than expected protection against BA5 reinfection. Just on to the data we've done looking at our mortality statistics. And it, uh, we are still seeing quite significant numbers of COVID deaths each day. And we will continue to see uh, quite high numbers until case rates really decline quite significantly. To better, to better track the risk factors of dying from COVID 19, we've done some preliminary analysis of COVID 19 attributed deaths. And I just want to share one aspect of that for you now. It shows convincingly here in Aotearoa that getting boosted is one of the most important things you can do to reduce your risk of death from COVID-19. Very consistent with the international evidence. Across the population, people not fully vaccinated against COVID-19, that is they've had less than two doses, are six times more likely to die if they catch COVID-19 compared with someone who has had at least one booster dose. That's, a, that's once you adjust for all other factors.
0: Jeez, almost fell asleep with that bastard. Didn't it? Anyway, of course, some people like Dr. Robert Malone would definitely disagree with the actions taken by uh, Ashley Bloomfield and, of course, the New Zealand government to mitigate this mitigate this uh, deadly scourge that's wiping everyone off the face of the planet,
4: as usual.
0: Um, and here's what he had to say.
4: A trend in the data about the highly inoculated being the ones that are being hospitalized and dying has been consistent for months now. It's highly probable it will remain consistent with some interesting nuances. New Zealand is a fantastic case example. New Zealand, for better or worse, they came all out because they're an island nation to keep the virus out of the country and quarantine really rigorously anybody that got infected. So they never got the benefit of the natural infection moving through the population, and they were all highly vaccinated. Okay, their government, you know, was full-on World Economic Forum. Let's go vaccinate everybody. Uh, Pfizer, come, come, have at it. Um, highly vaccinated population, no prior natural immunity, isolated. And they have one of the worst attack rates in morbidity and mortality rates in the world right now. Oh, wow. Um, so that's just one example. Um, we're seeing it all over the world, these kinds of things. The paradox, as you mentioned, we were talking about Haiti and South Africa. The paradox of most of the emerging economies that have not accepted a lot of vaccine are actually have the best mortality rates in the world. I think it's likely that we're going to continue to see this trend. It, is, it will continue to be, in the media, other than in places like Epoch Times, aggressively suppressed. Any information, social media, aggressively suppressed. And yet the thing is, there's so much virus pressure that all of us in our daily lives know of colleagues who are highly compliant with taking multiple inoculations that are getting repeatedly infected with Omicron. I You can't hardly find somebody that doesn't have that story in their family, their friends, their workplace. We're all seeing it. They can suppress the information all they want. We're all experiencing it.
1: And that's why you've got Counterspin. So, um, so that was this week. And back in May, on the 11th, uh, Michael Baker appeared on the platform uh, with Sean Plunkett. And check this out because it's something that us conspiracy theorists have known for a long time
2: can we say in new zealand what it is what of what is our experience okay last two years simple we're only five million people how many people a year were dying of anything before COVID, and has that gone up since COVID came
5: no a- excess deaths in new zealand have dropped since COVID arrived
2: okay okay so that's a reason that people might feel that and that's i presume because people haven't been getting flu they haven't been sharing other diseases with each other. We haven't been driving so much. We haven't been doing risky stuff because we've been wrapped up in cotton wool at home.
5: Basically, it's because the New Zealand response was so good, it's pushed down, or it's kept COVID deaths low by world standards, but also it's pushed down deaths from other causes. And you're quite right. Influenza and excess winter mortality dropped in New Zealand. It went into the negatives. And so New Zealand, the New Zealand response at this point in time has saved around uh, 2,000 lives. Um, up to date since the pandemic started.
2: Okay, Okay. I'm asking for another ballpark. Give me your guesstimate, and I know scientists don't like to do guesstimates. How many of the 800 to 900 people who have died with COVID do you think have died directly or solely because of COVID in the last two years?
5: Well, I don't know, Mm. because they need to be reviewed. The other thing you have to remember is that some of the people who died from COVID won't have been counted as COVID deaths. And yet, yeah, but
2: we've had people have been shot by police who have been counted as COVID deaths, Michael, for goodness sake.
5: So probably the swings and roundabouts, you know,
2: balance that up, don't they?
5: Yeah, I mean, generally, you know, with influenza, it, our modelling efforts, our, our modelling research has shown it, it results in about 500 deaths a year. That was something we published a couple of times. Mm. We've done it different ways. Uh, but, you know, only about 5% of those deaths are coded to influenza. So it's hugely underestimated.
0: So you heard it from the baker's mouth. Uh, no one really knows how to calculate COVID anything um, with, of. Um, I mean, we know the PCR test isn't fit for purpose, so that's out. The rat test, forget it. Um, uh, so really no one knows what's going on. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a genome sequence created in a computer. And using their modelling, they then tell you, once again, you're going to die. And uh, they make you rush and get the jab. And of course, like we've said time and time again, and we will keep saying it. And we're still waiting for all those mainstream media outlets who come after us and all these little social commentators, all trolls on online prove us wrong. We say your science COV2. I said doesn't exist. Okay. It's a lie. The jab is what's causing the problem. Fact. But
1: we want to say well done to the platform. Uh, Sean Planka asking some curly questions there. And, today also rodney hyde had uh dr guy hatchard on the show um but he was too hot for youtube um
0: taken down fast. Was, it,
1: was it yesterday i think it was actually yesterday yeah, yeah so taken he, down fast. he got taken down off youtube um you can still go and check out that interview on the platform
0: website. i think we still itself. hold a record with five minutes on youtube
1: but yeah so that's not all that's going on um of course um they are now changing the way they calculate and um, manage their statistics. So you guys are going to love this one. Check this out.
6: The Ministry has recently announced improvements in the information collected about COVID-19 hospitalisations. And so while we still report daily number of people in hospital with COVID-19, improvements in an information gathering mean we can now also start reporting on people hospitalised where the main reason that they're in hospital is due to COVID-19, or with COVID-19 as a contributor. This is a more meaningful measure in terms of understanding the real impact of the burden of severe disease from COVID-19. Today I can announce we will be making a similar change to the way we report COVID-19 deaths, shifting away from reporting all people who have died within 28 days of a COVID-19 infection to people who died because of their COVID-19 infection or where it was recorded as a contributing factor. While we will will continue to report additional deaths with COVID-19 in the daily updates, the focus on reporting total COVID-19 deaths will shift to cases where COVID-19 is either the underlying or a contributory cause of a death. So these are deaths that can be wholly or partly attributed as a better measure of the burden of disease on the community. Over time that will also allow us to provide more and better demographic information about the people who have died from COVID-19 over the course of the pandemic such as by age, ethnicity and by vaccination status. So using that updated approach, that is deaths from COVID-19, as of the 19th of July, we have reported 1,252 deaths where COVID was either the underlying or a contributing cause of death. This figure is lower than some of the other ways we've counted deaths of people with COVID-19 to date, but still shows that in somewhere between two-thirds and three-quarters of cases, that the person who has died with a COVID-19 infection, that infection was either the cause or in some way contributed to their death. This number may of course rise over time as more COVID-19 deaths are assessed and classified. So it's important to note that this updated approach is consistent with the approaches taken in the United Kingdom, Australia and the United States and therefore more accurately reflects the contribution of COVID-19 to death numbers and overall rates. This updated approach uh, will now become the way that we we report our figures to the World Health Organisation going forward. We will start reporting these updated figures in this way uh, on the website from Friday this week. I also just want to make a note about the fact that whether we're counting deaths from or with COVID-19, New Zealand has a lower cumulative COVID-19 mortality rate than many other countries, due to our successes early on in the pandemic. In the United Kingdom, for example, the cumulative COVID-19 death rate is 2,648 deaths per million population, and in the United States, it's 3,057 deaths per million population. If New Zealand had had the same total rate of deaths as the UK, we would now be reporting over thousand deaths from COVID-19, and if, if we had the same rate as the USA, it would be over 15,000 deaths compared to the 1,252 that I mentioned
0: just earlier. And there you go, that slick snake oil salesman. <laughs> He's beginning a job in politics next. I tell you now, there's a whole lot of gobbledygook in that. No one can make it out. We've got zero cases of uh, COVID-19. Well, actually, that's what they say is what causes it SARS-CoV-2. So we've got no cases of SARS-CoV-2. We've got no uh, deaths from it, with it, of it, round it, up it into it whatever just it's not a thing your jab is is a thing that's the killer
1: so yeah i mean at least the deputy director general of health there andrew old is starting to um say what many of us were saying two years ago that whatever it is they're measuring uh there is a massive difference between whether you've got it or whether you died of it or with it and um it seems like it takes two years for these um I don't know, what should we call them? These just these state actors to actually catch up. Um, people who are catching up, though, um, are the All Blacks. <laughs> and uh, while there has been some speculation, I mean, I'm not a big rugby fan, but apparently they threw the game. I don't know. Um, that was something, some comment somebody made. But they were coming back uh, through the airport and um, they had the right idea. They weren't masked. So congratulations to the All Blacks. I think you guys are setting a great example. Oxygen is important and... Um, fear is over we need to just um have courage because courage is contagious
0: well maybe maybe they lost the game because prior prior they were wearing face nappies
1: yeah who knows
0: and i it think as if the all-black controversy wasn't enough of course uh christopher luxon leader of the national party uh, also joined the fray unmasked when he went visiting various locations have a look at this
7: Hey everyone, listen, today I'm in Te Puke, the heart of Kiwi fruit country and what a great morning we've had today. Uh, it started with a place called Vision Labs, incredible IT support to businesses here in the region, employs 17 really smart IT folk. It had a great morning tea with incredible people who volunteer time in different community organisations, meeting the needs of the community here uh, in the Te Puke region. And it was amazing just to hear their work uh, and just their passion for the people and the communities that they serve. And then I went on to Pookie Pine, which is a fantastic sawmilling operation here. And just seeing it from beginning to end a log comes in and wood goes out the other side, and everything in between, and how they've automated those processes was really quite special. And I had a wonderful lunch with business leaders here, giving me a sense of what are the key issues that they're encountering. Massive labour shortages in every sector uh, that, it, that is here. Uh, major challenges with supply chains and getting products in and out of ports. All in all, fantastic day in Te Puke. Uh, even got to sample some kiwi fruit briefly, uh, but a wonderful, wonderful time. Take care.
0: Hey, <laughs> ca- and over here. <laughs> he's in pine and he's impressed that a log goes in and wood goes out. Hate to break it to you chris but a log is wood unless of course you've gone full mental greeno and, and it's plastic now uh anyway but you know
1: what i liked about that video <laughs> there was there was firefighters Sorry. in there unmasked <laughs> there was a working class hard-working new zealanders unmasked there were gold class members unmasked and i think again we should celebrate christopher luxon and all the people in that video for having courage And uh, wanting to spread that courage because courage is the new variant that's traveling uh, throughout New Zealand. And the mainstream media did a massive uh, hatchet job on Christopher Luxon because, of course, that story, the fact that he was in uh, Te Puki last week when he put it up on social media, but apparently, well, when his team put it up, but apparently he was in Hawaii, they made a big deal about that. But, I mean, why aren't they calling him out for not wearing a mask if they believe this whole thing that everyone's got to wear masks? The fact that he put up a social media post a week late and didn't actually reference the date, who cares? The fact that you guys are supposed to be thinking we're in this worldly global pandemic, you should be more worried about the fact that he made a whole video with nobody wearing a mask.
0: Yep. And um, <laughs> putting a log and out comes wood. Someone's got to make a meme of that. Seriously, you've got to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh I've just gone off script I don't know what the hell I'm going to say next. All right, well, take over. Um
1: we are now going to talk about fluoride because of course we had uh, Mary Burns on on the last show and she talked uh, to us about how she was going to be doing a protest outside the Hutt City Council tomorrow. What we can tell you is that that's meeting has now been moved uh, onto Zoom and you can find it on their Facebook page and we'll put the link down below but apparently there's a few people at the Hutt City Council that have got COVID so, uh they I bet be...
0: they're jabbed up the wazoo.
1: So they won't be having that meeting in person, they will be having it online um, Mary and a couple of others will still be speaking at that meeting but watch this space because they've got other things going on and of course um, Ashley Balloonfield left us with a parting gift um, so watch this
3: Finally, uh, from me, a comment on community water fluoridation. Fluoridation is well proven to be a safe, affordable and effective method of preventing tooth decay that benefits everybody, but particularly children. Māori, Pacifica, and our most vulnerable. Unfortunately, New Zealand has relatively high rates of preventable tooth decay with very significant inequalities. Today I have written to 14 local authorities directing them to fluoridate their drinking water supply. This is the first time that I've issued directions to fluoridate water since legislative changes last year, passed responsibility for this health-based decision to this role, the Director General of Health. Uh, The time that each local authority has to fluoridate their water supply varies between six months and just over three years, depending on the circumstances of the supply currently. And these directions, will take the proportion of New Zealanders benefiting from fluoridated water from 51% to around 60%. I'm very pleased to be able to do this in my last week in the job.
1: Yes, so that is 14 more councils going to be fluoridated uh, and it's not cheap look i think just uh i think the Whangarei mayor came out today and she said it was going to cost them 3 million dollars
0: 2.9 i think they were going to go for
1: it 2.93 yeah and um, what's an extra 100,000 um, yeah, there's repay pays money heaps yeah um so that was yeah bloomfield's special little gift to you all putting a neurotoxin into your water supply so if you haven't already make sure uh, if you are on these town supplies that you get some sort of water purification <laughs> um device because you know that stuff has got serious consequences for our pineal gland um it does what they they are trying to calcify it apparently that's what kanye west says so if you go and check out what he's saying he he's very concerned about fluoride and a whole lot of other poisons that they're putting into our water and our food
0: and of course there's of course there's absolutely no reason <clears throat> to fluoridate your water if you stop poisoning the air the water the land like you know, dropping 1080 all over the bloody place indiscriminately uh sort out the pollution and waste Tell, tell people how to fortify their immune system, get some sun, never mind the Cancer Foundation and their slip-slop-slap crap, um, because a lot of their Santana Oceans actually are highly carcinogenic. Um, so let's um, <clears throat> get into actually looking after the our environment. I'm not talking greeny environment ways either, because they'll, they'll have you all in a grass skirt or killed or bloody sent to the works. You know, that's, that's their plan. Humans are becoming unsustainable to them under the 2030 UN agenda and World Economic Forum ideals
1: yes we are of course talking about just common sense looking after our our environment our bodies uh, in harmony the way it's supposed to be um so of course another big agenda that they are rolling out around the world as you all know is this woke uh kind of ideology now part of that is this whole f- feminization or confusion of everything um, and now it, it it has the culture wars have been playing out in America for a while they are coming to our shores and we are now actually even seeing the Ministry of Health uh, jumping on board this fad so if you look at um, what they've got there they are saying that you know we've got to be really careful about how we talk about periods uh, because we don't really want to offend anybody um, and they've actually put some advice up there on how best to talk about these things because there may be... Because, you know, it's a, it's a person's thing. Different persons can have periods. It's not women that have periods anymore. Um, and speaking about women, if you haven't already seen uh, the documentary, What is a Woman?, uh, we highly recommend that, that, <laughs> that video, that movie, because it's just... <clears throat> absolutely ridiculous what is happening in the West, they are trying to confuse our children and if this is what the Ministry of Education is putting out well I am glad that I don't have children uh, because this is just and I wouldn't be sending them to school if I did I think they even came out with a, a new word for um, a, a new transgender word, maybe Dana can tell us what that is when she comes on um, but this is just yeah, a new moldy transgender word, you know they're just bastardising uh, the English language but also now the Maori language so um, they are trying to even tell you, you know, if you've got, if you struggle with how to talk now in this proper gender PC language, if you don't know about the 120 pronouns, then uh, they've got all that advice there for you.
0: There are two biological sexes, a male. They're able to procreate by inseminating a woman and a female able to receive that insemination and feed with their breasts. Lovely to breast, by the way, um, the rest mental illnesses get help absolute fact unless you're a hermaphrodite, then well you gotta bob each way or
1: unless you're an adult you know and you you really do feel like you kind of were maybe put in the wrong body because i think a small percentage of us maybe do feel that way but i think the majority of us are fine and certainly this ideology should not be pushed on the children
0: that's right and and there's a difference between biology and preference it's just like gay and lesbian i'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body okay i love women too
1: so uh, we are going to be having again some more in-depth dialogue around this topic uh we've got because the feminists see you know the feminists anyway i'm going to get off track aren't i but the feminists <laughs> have now taken on the transgender ideology and that's actually split the whole feminist community because some feminists are feeling like well now the woman you know a, a man can be a woman so what does that mean to be a woman so apparently you've got to go to africa now to actually get a straight answer to realize what a woman is, because all the um, the, the the Western uh, academics and doctors have just lost. Oh, the they're pot. trying
0: to destroy the West. Absolutely trying to destroy the West. Now the climate change narrative, of course, as we said, would start ramping up <clears throat> with new news organizations, influences, your other social personalities, um, all ready to spread the fear and tell you you're all going to die again.
1: Yes, so this is a great clip uh, showing just exactly that with all the uh, latest mainstream headlines. And if you didn't catch it, I highly recommend you go and watch the latest uh, Trump um, Trump speech. And we have put a part of that clip in this little clip for your viewing pleasure.
0: The real president.
3: Suddenly, within a couple days' time, climate change has taken over. All of these articles you're about to see came out within the span of a couple days. It's almost as if someone gave the order and everyone executed in unison. See for yourself.
5: This afternoon the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab the founder of the World Economic Forum will, sign, will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the
2: 2030 agenda of the 2030 agenda, of the 2030 agenda. Of the 2030 agenda.
3: Remember when Project Veritas dropped that video of CNN's technical director stating that climate change was going to be the next thing they were going to focus on?
4: We're going to start focusing mainly on climate, climate
1: like global warming, and so our next thing is going to be for climate change.
3: We were warned. Agenda 2030 is in motion and propaganda is in full effect.
2: Hold on to your butts.
3: Take the time to educate yourselves now so you can stand firm.
2: Climate crisis hoax is even risking famine and starvation. As we speak, farmers in the Netherlands, of all places, are courageously opposing the climate tyranny of the Dutch government. Can you believe this? Which wants to dramatically cut Dutch farm production despite growing food shortage. They're saying you can't farm your land. We're not going to give you fertilizer. You have to get rid of the cattle. You know why, right? You know why? I won't tell you because they'll say, I said something, isn't that terrible? They want to get rid of the cattle because it what it does to the globe. Half of your cattle they want out. You'll be next, you'll be next. In our movement, we stand against the climate fanatics. We stand with the peaceful Dutch farmers who are
4: bravely fighting for their freedom. It's horrible what's happening.
1: Gotta love that guy.
8: You
0: do.
1: Yes, so um, the other big story... like
0: Putin as well.
1: The other big story this week is that social media companies uh, promise to reduce harmful content in New Zealand. Now, um, this is, of course, global social media companies, including TikTok, Twitter and Meta, have signed a world first code of conduct that commits them to reducing the spread of harmful content in New Zealand. Now, of course, that is directly uh, aimed at people like Counterspin. Um, and of course, if you look at America, what happened to Alex Jones? He was the one that was uh, first to be deplatformed from, from pretty much everywhere. He's like the most banned um, journalist in the world. And then, of course, now you've got them um, coming up after all sorts of people like Steve Bannon as well. Um, so these companies are just, they've, re- they've agreed to reduce harmful content in seven key areas, child exploitation and abuse, cyberbullying, harassment, hate speech, incitement, violence and uh, graphic content uh, and misinformation and disinformation. So they're always trying to say that it's around the uh, safety of people um and the safety standards but of course we know that this is actually all to do with censoring (coughs) the truth they don't want the truth out there and they want to be able to keep pushing their propaganda and lies and apparently it's it's voluntary at the moment
0: well i think i think what they'll really be trying to combat is the ability for people like you uh to expose them i think that's what they're trying to shut down they're trying to shut down the exposure of these things And while at the same time trying to silence your voice from getting the truth out there.
1: Yep, they certainly don't want you to get to the bottom of this whole uh, thing that we call life on planet Earth. Um, so now I just wanted to, before we wrap up the six o'clock, not the six o'clock news. Um, yeah,
0: don't, don't.
1: <laughs> um, I just wanted to take this time to also acknowledge uh, Graham Phillip. Many of you will know about that story. That was a story that we broke uh, while we were on tour in Taupo with his lovely wife, Marta. She um, felt that she could trust us to share their story with us. And of course, Graham has been. In Spring Hill Prison, um, on remand since the beginning of December last year, He is charged with seven counts of sabotage and the details of those uh, charges are suppressed by a court order, so um, that cannot be spoken about publicly. He has been denied bail um, at this point, but he has another hearing coming up soon. Uh, We have had a number of phone calls with him recently, and he was actually sounding very upbeat when we spoke to him. Um, He's very, very happy that we've got the story out and that other um, alternative media platforms are now saying to pick it up and he's just so so stoked to know that there's so many people out there sending their love and prayers and concerned about him this is of course a terrible uh situation for him because he's only allowed out of his cell for two hours a day the conditions in the jail uh, are terrible and his wife Marta has actually been denied her audio visual um meeting with him but hopefully they'll be having that tomorrow fingers crossed and many of you in taupo have been doing fundraisers for them you've been having garage sales and you've really been getting out to support graham and um you know his wife and 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 their supporters they just want um due process they just want him to get his day in court and uh, have a fair trial indeed so, um, we will bring you more details with Graham as we <coughs> get them. What you can do is, if you want to write him a letter, um, get a pen and paper, or we'll put this in the description uh, below when we've finished. But you can write to him, and his prisoner number is PRN 81075462. And that's in Spring Hill Corrections Facility, Hampton Downs Road, Te Cofitter. 3782. Um or you can email him at prisoners hcf at corrections.govt.nz. Make sure you include Graham Phillip and P R N eight one oh seven five four six two and that's his number in the header. And don't put any attachments on those emails because they are not permitted. So we'll put all those details, if you miss them, down below. We'll just rewind this video uh, when we put the replay out. And that's all from us here at the Not The Six O'Clock News. Stay tuned. Actually, I was meant
0: to say that, but oh, it's down there. Sorry. It so says Calvin. <clears throat> now, that's Not The Six O'Clock News. Stick around for councilmen. But this is what I don't like. So you, you know how we're always unscripted. We just don't do that stuff. We decided to try it. That's the end of that.
1: All right, and don't forget, okay, people have complained that we were late, and fair enough, you know, because when you're waiting for your favorite show, uh, it is a bit disappointing when it doesn't start on time. Yes. But what we actually have to tell you, and this is this is really sad, because I am I really don't want to actually admit this, but um, if you guys want this show to carry on as it is, um, I don't think we're going to be able to after this show, to be honest, because it's just, you know, there's only three of us putting this show together.
0: And actually, it's really just, one main guy
1: behind the scenes yep so it, it's actually it's actually too much it's too much for our small team um so the next show after this is either going to have to be very very streamlined uh, and we're going to have to cut a lot of this content out that we put in it or um you guys are going to have to help us get an editor we actually need a proper editor with um a, you know a fair amount of skills that doesn't need to be taught from scratch um <clears throat> and yeah it is voluntary unfortunately some of you kind of message saying you know have we got paid jobs or you know. You only help us if it's paid well you know we don't do this for money um we've actually you know given more than we get out of it if you're talking about it from a financial point of view but um or you can help us by donating and maybe you know i don't know we can um share the load anyway we just need someone to share the load with yep. so you got you guys have got to you know come up with something because we can't do it all on our own and um you want the show to carry on we need we need some more help so info at counterspinmedia.com if you've got any bright ideas if you've got any skills and uh you don't want to see counterspin go off the airwaves so with that all being said calvin
0: still with a cell phone out of a boot
1: yeah so that that's uh the end of this part of the show stick around because it's
0: going to get even better we've got scott guthrie (laughs)
1: coming up he was negotiating with the police and the and the politicians and the protesters in Wellington. And then of course we will have our very own Dana Lee to tell us what's happening with her right after
0: Let's this. Let's see what he was
1: texting. Oh, a vaccine pitch, yes. Sorry. We're, and and I also do just want to say, so we're just getting back into it. You've got I better to write this down. You've got vaccine to forgive us. It's like it's like we're just starting on air again. But we've also uh this episode is brought to you by Ouchie Powder, um, a great non-toxic um <coughs> uh healing agent if you get scratches bumps um you know if you need a quick healing to stop the blood from coagulating um, even for your animals so um yes we're going to play that ad and we're also going to play the vaccine pitch a great comical sketch from well it's not even really comical it's just the truth but um, yeah
0: it's it's wrapped up very well and pack is very well and you will know when you watch this you'll you'll remember being led by the nose getting coerced and having the goalpost shifted on you every time you met a benchmark check it out
8: great news the vaccine is on its way oh really that's right it's a brand new mrna vaccine so mrna that's never been done before right oh no it's been done before it just never made it out of the testing phase because all of the animals kept dying but uh but it'll be different this time how so well we're not going to do the animal testing so so you're just going to go straight to testing on humans Yeah, you could say that. I mean, even so, don't most vaccines take years to develop and decades to test? It's here. The vaccine is here. Uh, Already? That's right. It's here and it's 100% effective. No transmission, no infection. You don't have to wear a mask or stay locked down anymore. Wow, really? Yep. Except for the things about the mask and lockdown. Yep. Uh, Okay, but it's 100% effective. That's right. 90% effective. And frankly, 85% effectiveness is really incredible. Oh, so it's only like 85% effective? Eh, not quite. It's uh, more like 75%, but Hey, 65% still very good. And I mean, they said we'd never even get to 50% effectiveness and we did almost. So 40% really great achievement. Ooh, so it's only like 40% effective now eh, for a bit, a-, a bit. I mean, it wears off. So. Well, after how long? Well, like four to six, four to six, what? Booster shots a year. Okay, so it really only works like right after you get the shot. Well, not right after, because we don't even consider you vaccinated until two weeks after your second shot, so. Okay, so it takes like a month for the shots to work, but it wears off, and even then it only gives you mild protection, but you have to get boosters that also wear off. You still have to wear a mask, and you can still get COVID, and you still have to stay home, and there are rare but serious side effects, and all of this over a virus that has a survival rate of over 99.5%. Whoa, 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 I never said anything about uh, serious side effects. Uh, are there, though? Uh, certainly none I've ever discussed. Uh, yeah, but have there been reports of serious side effects? No, 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 I mean, it, except for like AIDS or whatever. Did you say AIDS. Yeah, yeah. basically you like get AIDS and then there's this heart thing where your heart explodes and sometimes half your face falls asleep forever and uh, almost everybody gets extreme nausea and pain at the site of the injection. Sometimes they just die right there at the injection site, but we're not sure that's caused by the vaccine, so we will not be looking into it. I, I cannot believe that pharmaceutical companies would actually release this to the American people. Oh no, it's totally fine. They're completely indemnified against any wrongdoing, so they'll be fine. Right... Look, a vaccine is literally the only plan I have, so it's happening. It's coming out, and everybody's taking it. Even if it's risky, even if you have natural antibodies, even if it doesn't stop transmission, you are taking it. Wait, but you said it did stop transmission. Oh, did I? Oopsie. No, I don't think I'll be getting that shot now. Well, what if I offer you some tasty French fries? No. Hmm, okay, well, what if I throw in a single glazed donut? No. <sighs> you drive a hard bargain. Well, what if I give you a chance to win $1 million? I mean, I feel like you're just trying to exploit my desperation at this point. I mean, look, this is about bodily autonomy. Oh no, that doesn't exist, we we checked. Checked with who? Uh, Well, the experts, obviously. Tell you what, what if I tempt you with not losing your job? Oh, so it's gonna be mandatory? Oh, nobody's mandating anything. It's entirely up to you whether you take the shot or whether you lose your job and become a despised pariah unworthy of basic decency or life-saving organ transplants. Yeah, I feel like you're forcing me to get this shot. (laughs) Nobody is forcing you. Just take the jab. I'm not going to take the vaccine. Just just take the jab. I feel like I'm being forced here. Take the jab. No, no, no. You know what? I don't deserve this. I have a right to my own body. I, maybe I'll go protest. A protest? Yeah, that's, uh, that's fun. Say, do you like having a, a bank account? What? I'm just asking. Do you like having access to the money in your bank account? What are you saying? All I'm saying is there's no reason for you to be scared of a little needle. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. It's the only way to stop this pandemic. But you said it doesn't stop transmission. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. God, some people are so stupid. You're not trusting the science hard enough. Look, it's not me telling you to take the jab. It's uh, actually your sister, Sarah. What? Yeah, your sister, Sarah, is requiring a vaccine to go to her wedding. So she works for me now. Oh, God. I mean, that it's like a once in a lifetime event. All right, I guess i will get the vaccine. Wow, what a coincidence. Where are the children?
3: It's okay, Mama will fix it. Simply shake ouchy powder directly onto the wound. The natural antibiotic properties of ouchy powder will sterilize the wound. Once the powder is applied, wait a few seconds while the ouchy powder absorbs the excess blood and forms a protective layer, sealing the wound. Thanks, Mum. Can I go play now? ouchy powder fixes wounds fast.